I am recording now. Okay. So, three, two, one, clap. <laughs> okay. Well. Um, <laughs> all right. Welcome, esteemed guests, to the uh, premiere episode of the Kilo Structure Podcast. I am the uh, <laughs> grand vizier of the uh, vision bestowed upon me by the universe that I call Kilo Structureism. And uh, you are all unwitting victims in my uh, master plan to explain uh, to the best of my ability what the hell I'm talking about. Uh, well, with me, as always, is Big D and special guest starring Bandit. Could you come up with a different name for me, please? No. <laughs> Little D? Pick one, then. <laughs> so, so, Jimbo, um, this is something I know that when we came up with this idea for our podcast, this is one of the first topics I, I think we wanted to talk about because this is something you want to it get out in the world so that it can get created eventually, correct? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah? Okay. okay yeah. No elaboration. Great. <laughs> no further questions, Ron. <laughs> well, um, this podcast is kind of like therapy for me. Um, and also, as you said in the first podcast of the last uh, series... It's something like a way to get for us to get the, our ideas off of our chest. So this is an idea I've been sort of obsessing over for about a decade. Correct. And uh, I uh, and I've hopefully uh, can elaborate uh, and maybe uh, convince other people of why I am right. Right. Because um, I've I've heard about this idea, yeah, basically for the past ten years. So I've I'm you know, pretty familiar with it. Not as familiar as it as you are, but uh, that's why we've added Bandit here. Can, I don't know anything. Can, <laughs> he doesn't know anything about this, and so this will give us a chance to explain it to him and explain it to our listeners too what mm. this nonsense is all about. Um. So, where do we start? Go in raw. Yeah, see, that's the... <laughs> sorry? Just, just go in raw. Go start small. Well, that's the problem, is this this, this grand plan, my master vision, is so complicated and convoluted that it's hard to uh, start anywhere. Because okay. basically it's like a whole restructuring of the entirety of society. Well, basically. let's first define kilo structure. So... Uh, what is what is a kilo structure, Jimbo? So a kilo structure was sort of the initial concept that uh, well, there's nothing new under the sun. People have been thinking of utopias and arcologies and uh, zero waste living for a long time, but it's sort of my vision. So a mega structure is something that's like a million units long or wide. A kilo structure. Is a lot more attainable as at merely a thousand uh, units, uh, meters tall, wide, and long. So 
the initial concept was like a giant hollow cube that's like an apartment building with basically all the necessities you need in order to live plus like hobby shops transportation power generation food production water purification uh yeah so that's like the 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 crystallized perfection is a keyless structure but scaled down could be any number of concepts drawn from that applied to a more realistic setting. Well, let's let's talk about let's talk about the kilo structure for a second. So it's a kilometer high, kilometer wide, and a kilometer deep, deep I guess, right? Or so, not? Yeah. yeah. So, well, let's let's stick for with the original vision for now. How would this structure get created? Because the tallest structure we have now on Earth is like eight hundred and sixty-six meters. Right, and that like <laughs> barely barely stands. That's like the pinnacle of human achievement, and it it's certainly not a kilometer. Uh, well, that's a a mere one hundred and forty-four meters shy of a kilometer. I like how you've got these on top of your head. Yeah, but there it's not a kilometer. It's only a kilometer, or it's it's not a kilometer. You know. Squared it's building. not a kilometer of any dimension, but Correct. that's uh, like you 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 conquer height and then uh, then length and then width. Like it's uh, okay. There there's plant like in Jeddah, the Jeddah Tower. I think is supposed to be over a kilometer tall. Uh, that they are either planning to or currently constructing. Uh, yeah, so certainly it's a uh, as as our pal Elon would say a order of magnitude more difficult to make a kilometer cube building because then that's like a thousand times the uh, uh, probably the difficulty and the materials required as well right right so let's talk about as that as opposed to a single point it's a three-dimensional object it's not a line but a cube what material would this structure be made out of well, see, that's where it sort of falls apart. Is there's <laughs> um, the initial vision is like it relies upon a lot of uh, innovation in terms of you know lots of stuff. So hypothetically, let's say it's 3D printed out of like desert sand that's been melted into glass by having infinite power of fusion energy or like nuclear energy or whatever. Uh, solar wind tidal multi uh whatever the source right so but then that also raises problems because probably just desert sand alone is wouldn't be melted into a strong enough thing to support a million tons kilometer tall building right but uh it can be just a traditional cement and steel building as well right Okay. <laughs> well, I just know uh, the original idea of this was you'd you'd have three D printed glass basically, and that that was gonna be yeah. the structure or whatever. And so uh, a giant glass cube in the desert. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it wouldn't be like it wouldn't be transparent glass. You wouldn't you'd be able to. Tint it. 
tint it. Minecraft, yeah. Well, it would probably just be like brown. Yeah, you, we've all played Minecraft. The sandstone yeah. is not transparent. Yeah. Okay. Okay, but a structure that size wouldn't like any weather event like cause catastrophic damage to it. Uh, no. Like an earthquake wouldn't fuck with a building that's a whole kilometer long? Well, you build it not in, like, there's, like, micro-earthquakes, like, everywhere in the world, but you would build it in such a place that is, uh, A, it would be designed to handle, and B, the, the likelihood of a catastrophic earthquake or whatever is low, i.e., yeah. okay. The Canadian Shield, I mean, like a, uh, the middle of the desert. Wouldn't a dust storm like cause problems to the glass even? Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. Sandblasting is a thing with well, glass. <laughs> well, if we're getting to this point of having a like basically a kilo structure, the idea of having a a robot or a, an army of robots that would just crawl across the surface of the building and like re-melting the glass it, so it's once again transparent is a, a small order yeah okay so i mean yeah let's let's hear let's hear more about it before we completely tear it down i guess uh what okay so you have you have this building in the middle of the desert it's made of glass what what do you got going well also of? maybe not the middle of the desert would be that great because you would need to have a very very substantial foundation to build on maybe even directly on bedrock i don't know i'm not an architect right okay i do not believe that building on bedrock is covered in architecture very commonly either though so well neither is building a kilometer yeah. cubic I don't building think architecture is going to be relevant at this stage of concept yeah Hey, carry on, please. What's 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 next after the glass <laughs> structure? So you got your building. Now what what happens next? Uh, well, the building is is not like the first part. Like it would be a slow and steady, or maybe fast progression of a series of technologies that basically live allow people to live for free or near free. <laughs> right. So. One thing I thought of, uh, you guys know Starlink? Uh, uh, that's the Elon's. That's the Elon? Internet in space, right? Internet in space, okay, exactly. Yeah. So hypothetically, uh, after an initial trial, it could very well be possible that the to repair or put up new satellites as the old ones decay could be paid for as they did for the initial batch piggybacking off of like other uh missions that they were contracted to do by other companies right it's i think they called it rideshare right so if uh raytheon or whoever wants to put up a satellite it'll weigh x amount but the uh freaking falcon uh what, what was it called falcon. raptor falcon it was the rocket it, it's good for such and such amount of weight more than what the satellite weighed, so they, they just make up the difference with their Starlink satellites. So, hypothetically, it could be possible that to pay for the internet or infrastructure off of the backs of, like, defense contractors or whatever, NASA. 
Okay. You know what I'm saying? So that's that's the way, or that's one way maybe that everybody gets free internet. Sure. Oh, the, the surplus space is basically, they're going up anyways, and they can afford to just carry it with them. Yeah. So it's essentially yeah. free. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, so how would people eat? Yeah, how does it so, tie this into your in, your kilo structure? Well, then that's that's another thing that would need to be further developed. So, right now we're well on our course to having like pretty damn close to fully automated farming, like self-driving combines, seeders, and whatnot. So, like we got grains covered, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, then you want fruit, vegetables. There's already advances in. I've seen robots that have like silicon hands that can, like, see a peak ripeness strawberry or tomato and ever so delicately grab it, and then they have their sixth finger come across with a razor and slice the stem off, right? Place it in a thing, so. And also that coupled with the idea of... So previously we've been bought down in the details of like fucking whether or not fast food would exist. But just like for simplicity's sake, um, the, the more simple the society is that you're looking to build, the easier it would be to implement. So like a feature I would say of the kilo structure vision is that people basically, uh, well not completely but they have their diet met by like permaculture food forests and whatnot in addition to automated farming and uh yeah like if you want meat or if you want tomatoes or whatever you all you have to do is just get up and go pick them it's aquaponic farming you walk up and down the aisles till you see plants that are ripe take what you need leave the rest and then the next guy does the same thing so it rides a lot on like humans not the social contract of selfish. living in a society would just be mm-hmm. more reliant on people's kindness and consideration for the next guy. <laughs> so aquaponics. Yeah. Um, so can you explain what aquaponics are? So aquaponics is basically where you have a fish farm and then a hydroponic plant vegetable farm like in one. So it closes the loop of nutrient nutrient waste right right and uses way way less water than either one of those would separately because the plants clean the water for the fish and the fish shit in the water for the plants right and then the potentially the human waste would go into the aquaponics too right well it depend on how you wanted to do it but yeah potentially because mm. there'd be a lot like how many people are we talking about in one kilo structure Potentially, uh, I did the math like a long time ago, and I think it was something around like half a million, mm-hmm. three hundred thousand people. Oh, so that's not too too crazy. Like, as if you think of a cubic kilometer in say New York City, like there'd be how many people would live? A lot in less. That? Well, a lot, a less. lot, a lot less, a lot less. Yeah, because they're not pa- they're not packed in. Like a nice, well, right. packed in like sardines in a filthy cesspool. Yeah. but but the, the kilo structure out. would be nice, right? So cool. how like so you'd get a whatever an apartment if you live there, or yeah, 
Like you'd want to live there. That's a key right. feature. Is One it's got to be nicer unit. than the alternative. So like I, you'd get a two bedroom apartment, and then like every every floor. So how many how many floors would there be in a kilometer? Um, well, it depends on how you wanted to break it up because things like schools and factories and power plants and uh, hobby shops would all require like a different height as opposed to just a, the standard apartment. Mm -hmm. I I forget. I'd have to look up the SketchUp models I made 10 years ago <laughs> to remember. <laughs> um, a lot. A lot of floors. So many floors that... Like even with the Burj Khalifa now, like there's no elevator that's po that's capable go of going that high. Yeah. Right. You gotta like stop, get off, get on another elevator, and similarly, you'd run into problems with pumping water that high as well. So right. you'd have like stages. Yeah. Well, even just like living a kilometer, like you'd get whatever thinner air and stuff too, wouldn't you? Um, elevation. I did look that up years ago. But I feel like that is negligible because if you look at the difference between people, like human, like cities now, there's low cities and there's high cities, and sure. as long as you're not in like the upper extremes, it's it's significantly higher than a kilometer. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah if right. your if your base was on at sea level or something, then it wouldn't matter. Yeah, yeah. I think I think the concern would be if like you live near the top but you work at the bottom. Like, going back and forth would be, like, a pretty big difference on a daily basis. Well, not really. Well, you, you wouldn't know. work, right? Would you? You go Well, you, you could, but I think, like, an airplane goes higher than a kilometer. People's ears are popping, you know, going up and down. Yeah. Some people get, like, stressed about, I don't know. Yeah, well, like, I guess that, I would say... That's something to look up, like, height fatigue. Well, altitude I would... sickness. Like, to me, it, you have a whole kilometer to pay, play with on one floor. Why wouldn't you just, you work on, there's like three floors, three floors you ever. town or something? Yeah. Yeah. Well, see, that's another thing is the social aspect I've kind of ignored because that's, I find it. Uh, you hate people? Like, well, yeah, I hate people and myself. <laughs> uh, but the. Uh, <laughs> I figure like each kilo structure would sort of be a, a laboratory of democracy, like what the idea was with each of the individual states sort of having a level of autonomy. You're kind of describing so, the fallout shelters. The fallout for yeah, well, except not, because those are uh, horrendous uh, human experiments that people didn't even know they were being experimented on, and only like a handful were actually meant to keep people alive. Hey, and they're gonna, they're gonna un, twist your vision unmolested. Too, Sorry? They're going to twist your vision, too. Yes, my vision can be twisted. I thought of a book, basically, where there's, like, a double class, and there's, like, a like the outsiders, the savages, and the way they keep people in line living in the Kilo structure is they otherize the uh, people who live outside of it and basically, like, hunt them for sport. Mm -hmm. And uh, any think... dissidents in the Kilo structure would have like their face scarified, which is what the uh, intelligentsia of the Kilo structure say the savages are like to keep people afraid. But that's also a way to hide the identity identity of like the naysayers 
is you slice the shit out of their face and then parade them around town. But then, you know, the your childhood friend, you, you see the glimmer in his eye and, you know, I haven't seen Johnny for a while. Where'd he go? Well, maybe that's Johnny, this, this so-called savage being led to his death. Yeah. I know. So I what think I'm saying have... is, people can self-govern, <laughs> and then the good stuff will be copied, and the bad stuff will be abandoned because you can like you could move, you could leave a keyless structure you didn't like. Yeah. Okay. Um. So. <laughs> I mean, it's a lot to digest. To be honest. <laughs> yes, it it, it is. This like... is a, a decade in the making. <laughs> I'm like, you're going to need 16,000 of these to house everyone on Earth right now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like, there's lot. lots of room. Like, I guess, so how would people move around? Like, so you got a kilometer to travel to the other side of the building. Do you just have golf right. carts or something? or? Uh, yeah, it'd be a combination of things. You want to have redundant systems so that it doesn't just, like, shut down because the golf cart stopped working. Yeah. You'd have bikes you could yeah. walk because like really let's say you lived in the middle of like a, a lane you have half a kilometer walk to get to the the elevator and then uh then you're just you know standing there imagine you there'd be chairs in the elevator because that's a long ride down uh then you get out and the reason why you go outside is to get your exercise anyway so yeah what about the suckers in the center of the kilo structure who never get any light or have no windows so you'll see that's the beauty of it it's hollow it's like a donut okay there's like a it would be like a park inside but then that raises a question that i thought of myself would this central park even get any light i guess yeah. it would depending on the angle like well if you were if you're near the equator it probably yeah or even several degrees well, yeah, off, yeah. because like the, it'll reflect off of one side and bounce back down, and grass yeah. doesn't actually need full, full sun either. Wouldn't you be yeah. worried about all your occupants in the glass box getting cancer? <laughs> Why? Because there'd be constant UV light. You live in a glass box, right? Uh, you could have UV-protected glass. But would they? And also, it's it's like glass, as in like ceramic, like. Okay. Only the windows would okay. be transparent. Like the walls would structure. Be. Yeah. That would be nightmarish. <laughs> and even if a even literal if glass house. Fully, yeah. If it was a literal glass house, every wall, every surface was fully transparent. It, you can only see through however many panes of glass before it becomes opaque. Yeah. Like yeah. you get to know your nearest like 12 neighbors really well but you wouldn't see all the way to the ground <laughs> so what's the incentive for people to want to go here and like sounds like kind of like limit their freedom because to be honest, well, it does not sound like an appealing place to live uh what it, what's the limit on your freedom that you've perceived well i'm just far? like if right now if like, you know COVID aside if I wanted to go see the Grand Canyon or Niagara Falls or go to Paris, I just feasibly could, like, tomorrow. Okay. You know, I don't, like, I like that I don't live in an apartment building with, like, neighbors on all sides and, like, having to... 
Yeah, the noise. About noise and like. Well, the as I said, it's got to be nice. So the no, the apartment like apartments of today are built to uh, maximize cost to a certain level, right? So the, the sound dampening would be uh, superior, let's say. Is this also relying on future tech? Because glass is not a noise-canceling property. Uh, no, but void and insulating material do. I'm just like 500,000 people in a small, relatively small space. Yeah, but even in an apartment building now, you don't hear the neighbors two doors down. You're hearing the ones next door. Because there's insulation and, you know, there's more layers to a modern wall than what your glass walls yeah, are. Yeah, like, and there would be just as many layers, or more so, in the future keyless structure, hypothetically. Like, it's not going to be 100% made out of glass, because yeah. you need yeah. pipes and wire and, and composite material to give it strength and whatnot. Like, it, it sounds like Also, this... every... Oh, go ahead. Sorry? No, go ahead. I was just going to say, like... Uh, way sound canceling works now, as I understand it, you can uh, you have like every time it phase changes from a like a hard a hard medium into a soft medium, back into hard, back into soft. It it like is canceling sound or Losing absorbing energy. it or whatever. Yeah. And also, like you could foam, like foamatize the glass as well in interspersed with hard and corrugation and pyramids to absorb sound and deflect. I mean, it, it, it sounds like your idea relies on the people who are in charge of implementing it being good people and caring about others. Yeah, it would be Jimbo's going to be in charge yeah, in, mean, this, in this scenario. Because what you're describing is one of the... Um, I forget, have you guys seen the, the movie or Dread? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, this, like the... Uh, what were they called? Peach tree. The peach trees, thank you. The gigantic apartment structures kind of thing is... And they were just absolute shitholes. Yeah. But they were probably designed, like, with a more cynical, practical point of view as yeah. to, like, budget. Yeah. And how much does it really matter? Yeah. Um, Like, budget was prioritized over, like, other things, perhaps. Yeah. Absolutely. Now, isn't that kind of how the world works? See... Yes, it does, but not in the kilo structure world, because <laughs> what I'm eventually getting to what with uh, elaborating on the internet being free and food being free is that every aspect required for a human being to live, as in their needs, would be met basically for free or free. So right. their food, food, shelter, water, power, internet. What's the incentive for the people in charge to care about humans who are? Well, James, James is in charge, so he well, no, he, no, he no, doesn't no, have no, any incentive. No, to... Just James' idea, but no. he wouldn't be in charge. It's yes, exactly. It's my it, it I it's not my I've I've sort of amalgamated many ideas and put it in one and gave it a label. I wouldn't be in charge. Like imagine, like, I thought about that. Yeah. Too. Imagine Sorry? I'm like Jeff Bezos, and you're coming yeah. me with your ideas. And I, like, yeah. blatantly in my life don't give a fuck about people. Exploit them every chance I get. Like, yeah. they're just money bags for me Pawns. to suck from, right? Sell me yeah. on why I should do this for humanity. Uh, okay. Well, one way I thought about having the first one built is it's like a trick. 
you get venture capital on the side be like yeah so vanity project biggest building ever uh you're, you're building a gated community it'll be super nice all all the inhabitants needs will be met and they'll pay out the nose to live in the paradise basically where are they getting the money so from? they build it the technologies needed to build it are developed and then you basically just steal it <laughs> you you it would re require like uh the altruism of like the engineers who designed the t various technologies needed to make it and the actual people who built it to just be like you know what i'm gonna live here now fuck you and also, this and it wouldn't just people. come out of... Yeah, the, the, the military doesn't get involved, there's no lawsuits. Well, this also requires, like, a, a build-up of other, like, free open-source things that people are sort of accumulating in terms of just having, right? See, I was on board until you're tricking venture capitalists into... Yeah. In, Why? It, I would I would be more on board with this if it was you. You have a vision of of a free, perfect world, and you go to the you go to the desert and say, "Yeah, I just, I make a cult. My people, <laughs> like Om Shinrikyo, I I recruit all the intel, all the smart people I need because I'm so charismatic and hardworking that they'll just follow me into the desert like Moses. Yeah, let my people go." Unfortunately, I think to make these uh, kilo structures, you're, you don't need a lot of money and a lot of smart people to build the things. Well, see, kilo structure is sort of like the end goal, but the build-up would be other people, like in smaller communities, developing like all the free living aspects of life, and then people are just like, "Well, why do I? Why would I work?" a job I hate when I can spend time with my family or work on my hobbies and just live in the, the community down the street, which is just as nice as my house, or even like I will retrofit my house with solar panels and water reclamation. And I'll start growing food in my yard or aquaponically or multi multi ways. Right. And then it's just, a matter of automating it and making it easier and more accessible to more people until it's a, an avalanche of that just changes society over a series of decades. And then once free living is established, people are like, well, we, we have all this 3d building technology and all this other stuff. We just got go live together in the, the utmost efficient way that uh, people can are even more free, not just for money now, but basically the the tedium of living as a fucking hippie. I mean, do you think free living will actually ever happen? Yeah. You don't think people who are in charge of like food manufacturing, transportation won't shut down? You know, like there are billions and trillions of dollars they make a year off food processing, manufacturing, won't like try to stop people from just having their own farms in their houses. Uh, I won't say. I'm not saying it won't be a battle, but you're also just assuming it's just it's just Jeff Bezos dictating what happens. Like each of these companies has people working for them that has families and uh, passions and uh, what's the word? Compassion. But those mm -hmm. people lose their jobs too 
if the business goes out. Yeah, but but it doesn't matter if you have a uh, keyless structure to go to. Or if you, or if there's, see, one way of of sort of getting this off the ground is step one, I become a millionaire. (laughs) Step two is I go to Detroit and buy a mall. Step three is I retrofit it with to the best of my ability, like with solar panels and wind turbines and uh, water reclamation and aquaponics and and like greenhouses and uh, earthship technology, so that you don't really need heating or AC, but you use uh, geothermal. Well, not geothermal, but it's like uh, you can cool your house and cool and heat your house by like laying a bunch of pipe in the ground and then just running air through it, so it it mm-hmm. deposits heat during the day and sucks uh sucks that heat back out during the night and vice versa summer and winter right it lowers the cost of maintaining room temperature year round by like a lot okay so you're uh the pilot project then, yeah the pilot project we buy at a mall and and doing a mini kilo structure turning it into turning it into like a retrofitted apartment complex so maybe i'm just being cynical but why aren't any of the philanthropist billionaires doing this now if it's feasible uh because you're not going to make any money right which Probably. is the crux of the whole thing is people like money people like being right. in charge of people right well people like money i think it's and or power really it's not if you could have power without the money or being in charge of people they would do that as well but that's sort of is a means well power is being in charge of people that's yeah that's what i'm saying well it it, power can have multi have more than one meaning what's another meeting (sighs) because isn't isn't any kind of power in a roundabout way just being in charge of people like if you have the power to blow up the earth you're also the power to make them do whatever you want (laughs) you're in charge of everybody yeah i i just meant like it's not so much a direct like I'm your boss thing, but it could be like media control. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, control, I don't mean like your sure. governmental I mean, like, stuff. Just, you control people. You know, you yeah. sure. Um, but I, I, I'm a little more optimistic than that. I don't think people really. It people seek control because it's like a goal, and money because it's a goal. But if you have the option to live without needing those things and be fulfilled as well, then you could just do that as well. But most people who aren't driven don't find success at that level anyways. Uh, like the people true, who are but that's because we live in a, mon- a monetary world. We're, we're saturated in the need for the spending of money. Yeah. I think, I think constantly that's the problem I'm having with your utopia idea. Cause on paper, it sounds nice, but how are you going to get people who don't even want like healthcare to sign up for this, you know, project. They don't want to help their neighbors. Why would they want to go for this massive kilo structure project? What do you mean? They don't want healthcare. Well, this whole thing is based on like, everyone working towards and striving towards utopia right well okay well let's see where you're going with this i'm saying like if people don't even want like public health care they like their private insurance stuff because they want to worry about themselves not the collective good they don't want like tax handouts going out because that's socialism and shit like that like 
if we can't get them to, to concede on these like little smaller issues, why would they agree to the grand utopia vision? Um, I, I guess I'm more optimistic than you, and I'm not saying that naively. I think, or at least I think, they, they, um, the reason why people, or a lot of the time, like for example, socialized healthcare, is because there are moneyed interests to keep things the way they are or prevent them from improving that can you heard of the concept of manufacturing consent oh vaguely so if i'm a ceo of a like i guess canada doesn't really apply but in the states right that's that's where you're going with this anyway pretty much yeah if i'm a ceo or if i work for or i'm a board member of a private insurance company last thing i want is a bill passed where there's like socialized healthcare, right? Yeah. So I'm I'm rich to the umpteenth degree. I have lots of power, lots of influence. I can lobby politicians to kick the uh, kick the can down the road. I can pay for advertising and media with the implicit. You, I scratch your back, you scratch mine. So maybe you don't cover this these things that oppose my interests so favorably, right? Mm-hmm. So hypothetically. So it's it's sort of like a like a vicious circle, right? You'd have to get over this like the corrupting influence of money in order to get rid of money. Can I you add on saying? something else? I think there's more sure. to it than just what you're saying. I think okay. the average person doesn't want to pay into a socialized service or you know agree to tax the rich more because everybody wants to be rich and everyone thinks they can be rich. So they don't want to, you know, it might benefit them now, but they'll be a millionaire in five years. So they don't want to, you know, change the status quo before they get to the promised land, right? Like, the dream of being rich and powerful is, I think, in in most people, to some extent. And in the utopia, there's no room for that. Everyone be equal, correct? Um, no. Uh, People would not be equal. People will never be equal. Um, I like I'm taller than you. You're taller than me. I'm more handsome than you. You're more handsome than me. I have a better work ethic than you, or whatever. Like people will have. There will still be things to push people to excel or do what they want. I.e., like celebrity, uh, the thrill of invention, uh, uh, recognition for being the 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 water baron the guy who leads the team to make sure all the water has the right like concentration of metals and uh, whatnot in it to keep people healthy to the the maximum ability right yeah that's not what he was saying sorry that's not what he was saying yeah that's not what i'm saying i'm saying like joe blow wants to go and become vp of sales at telecom international and okay. the, you know the reason he doesn't want socialized medicine is because when he gets to that level, he'll be paying way more than he is now, and that's not fair. And like, there's no room for people to, you know, basically achieve more. Like your example of being a water baron, you described a water baron as being somebody who's like, I'm gonna ensure there's the right amount of minerals in the water. I think of water baron as like, I'm Nestle. I own all the water on Earth. Come buy it from me if you want to live, you fucks. Yeah. Exactly. Like, you have a very optimistic yeah. 
point of Maybe view on this. barren but, wasn't the right word. Like, when I think of large-scale humanity, I think of us being run by a bunch of companies and conglomerates who are just keeping everybody down. And yeah, like, that's the way it is now, but it doesn't always have to be that way. But how do you think you're going to change that to get this done? So, um, should, should I tell them about the boat? Yeah, if you're ready for the boat, I, I thought that we, we'd, we'd save that for for later, but yeah, go for the boat, man. Bring in the boat, I was going to say. The, the cycle of the elite dominating the poors has been around since the dawn of humanity. You know, kings, emperors, yes. presidents, CEOs, like, we've not broken it yet, despite many revolutions and civil wars and shit like that, Right. Right. Uh, I agree. Before we completely move on from Kilo structure, I'm just... It's interesting to me that a person who hates other people as much as you do would be willing to live in a place where there's more people around you than even in the most dense urban environment. Like, you have 500,000... Like, how could you ever get away with people if you have... He'd be in his own uh, separate private... Mono no, structure. No, no. Yeah, but you still got to... <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Separate but equal. <laughs> Separate but equal. Um, it's... Um, it's not like I'm going to be f- fucking rubbing... Or anybody would be rubbing shoulders with anybody unless they wanted to. Right? Yeah, but if you wanted to leave your apartment, it'd be just about impossible to... Not in, no. run into somebody, right? Uh, no. Like, well, run into somebody is one thing. Being fucking packed in, like, sardines and another to an uncomfortable degree. Like, when I go for a walk, I'm pretty much guaranteed to run into somebody. Yeah. But they're going to be, yeah. like, like, over six feet away. Right? I, I don't think you're thinking about the density properly, though. Right. Like you know, I, I, I am. I am. But it's think about it like this. You don't have a job. Right. The only reason why you, you would like leave your apartment would be for mental health or physical. Yeah, health that's that's exactly right. Get... Why would anybody stay in their apartment if they yeah. if they yeah. have nothing to why do? Why do you stay in work? your house right now? There's well, I have a like, podcast TV today. and internet I've left, I've left and my house twice today. Yeah. Well, I've left my house once today. But what I'm saying is, you spend the majority of your time in your house, or 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 especially if you didn't have a job, you would, uh-huh. right? No. And okay. Yes. Yes. On yes. That point, yes. Still, and I know for an absolute fact, well, maybe ninety-nine percent of your time in your house. Maybe on me. Point, on that point, though, I want to say, people don't go out very much because going out is expensive, and in this utopia, there won't be any expenses. Right. So, like, if I had, yeah, a, if I could go out and just like a... go to a movie for free and have like a free dinner somewhere, yeah, exactly. And then meet your friends, go somewhere, and get some drinks for free. I would do that like every night. Okay. And I'm saying, but that's if, still if, like less than ten percent of your time. Like even being generous, like I would say though, if let's say New York City, the, if you take the densest part of New York City, uh, that's probably still Way less dense, dense than one floor of your kilo structure. So you're going to be having that much foot traffic going yeah. by your apartment. Every all times of the day and night, right? I think of how busy one New York block is and like times that by five. Oh, I think what I would have to do is literally model it 
to figure like I'll be like okay so average person and and I'd have I'd have adjustable parameters for the amount of time they would just spend in their apartment versus going out but it would also be designed in such a way as that traffic would be minimized like even within a floor there is like a thoroughfare around the entire thing as well like mm-hmm. good and wide with like trees and bushes and like gr- a grassed median right yeah like maybe Plus, you but know, you know when you're like going around town or whatever and you go past one of those new uh I guess like housing, not complexes, but like neighborhoods. Yes, like I know what you mean. Some big development persons build like twelve of yes. like, like forty. I live right near house. one. Yeah, you know how like fucking depressing those kind of seem. If that was your whole world, like you just you go into your mono cube, you walk out, you look at the your five thousand neighbors and their identical mono cubes, and you all like go see the same movie, like. <laughs> 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 it sounds like well, a fucking dystopian nightmare, man. I'm gonna be honest. Uh, I, I say again, it would be nice. It would be like the nicest apartment. But the like, nicety doesn't within matter. reason because you go to your yeah. You can't express he your like, yeah. He has the same. You can express you whatever the fuck you want. You can paint it purple with polka dots. You'd have like access to. Basically anything you want from society now, but, if no one's working, but you just don't have to pay no, for it. Like, where are you there, there would be a lush forest and green fields all around you for you to go hiking and canoeing and, and all kinds of activities, like hobby shops. You can work on retro cars. You can build RC planes. Like Any, any hobby, any interest you want to do, you can do it. I just I, I I don't think it's feasible with human nature and the way the world is run. Uh, well, I disagree about human nature, and the way the world run, it can be changed. So, anyways, on that point, like I said before, it hasn't changed yet, despite countless yes. wars and rebellions yes. and civil wars. You mentioned your boat idea. Yes. How does a boat? Let's talk, let's talk about the boat. How does the boat stop okay. the oligarchy? Okay. Uh, it doesn't necessarily. But okay. let, let, let me get through this. Okay. So, <laughs> society. <laughs> <a> good start. <clears throat> society is like a boat. Okay. You with me so far? Society is like a boat. Yeah. So this is a, an analogy. Yeah, if you if you listen to the fourth episode of our podcast, uh, Jimbo's Jimbo talks about the boat. But here, let's let's hear it again. Give me the spark notes. There you go. I'll go over the whole thing again. So, society is like a boat. Okay, people running about their daily lives, uh, religion, politics, uh, society. Uh, interpersonal relationships that's just people running around on the boat okay what pushes the boat forward is technological progress and things like uh the space race uh uh people needing newer better faster phones and computers automation robotics uh like uh telesurgery like 
people being able to control robots, robots to give people surgery, trying to colonize the moon and Mars, reusable rockets, uh, smart AI. Each of those things is like an engine in the water, right? Pushing us forward. Okay. Okay. And eventually you hit the shore of full smart AI or like automation so effective that it's basically the world runs on its own. Right. Okay. It, it, you know how in agriculture, it's like 99% of people used to be farmers, but now it's less than 1%. Yeah. Basically every necessity of life is reduced to that level, it, but then, and then some, right. Uh huh. So you, it's hard to see like up until the shore, society doesn't change all that much. But once you get to it, you got to basically change the world to accommodate AI. Or AI will change the world on its own because it's basically like a money machine, a prosperity machine, a full, like a, basically a sentient, self-improving AI will put all human work, uh, obs- make it obsolete, right? Mm-hmm. And so the few jobs that would remain would be basically could be done by people who just do it on their own fruition. So that's getting a bit too far. So once you get to the shore, there's a, it's almost impossible to predict how the world would be, but you can sort of anticipate like a spectrum of possibilities. So on the dystopian end, it's one country, one company, the guy who came up with it first controls everything mm-hmm. right and uh because they got there first even any other subsequent ai would never be able to match theirs because of the like the exponential improvements that would be made by the ai on its own self right mm-hmm. so it'd be one country one company that controls everything and people only live at the the whim of this entity uh on crumbs or it's like skynet and people are like hunted down for sport or whatever dystopia you want to think of yeah right on the opposite extreme it's like a utopia where maybe not necessarily one person but or maybe it is but it's the ai is used for the betterment of humanity Right, and then all these other technologies that came along first and with it would be used to basically build the utopia. So you're saying once we get, and then a million possibilities in in the between. So you're saying once we get to AI, the AI will take care of everything for us, basically. Uh, you don't think that yes. the AI raised on the internet will look at 4chan and go, "Nah, fuck this shit. I'm, I am not. I am not dealing with these people." <laughs> Uh, well, yeah, that. What you're so you're saying for sure it will be a dystopia. I don't think for sure anything. I'm just saying I think it's a very real possibility that this 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 yeah. all-knowing AI entity looks at human history and you know sees like lolly porn and goes, "Nah, these people are all dying." Uh, well, I <laughs> I like to be optimistic. <laughs> I mean, the, the crux of the ideals here is that you're optimistic in the future, and I am pessimistic in the future. 
Yeah, so is uh, so is Big D. Well, I, I don't think I'm as pessimistic as as Bandit is, but I just think uh, society uh, it's not going to change that much. I, I'm in the in between, probably. I guess my arguments against why this wouldn't work is that. Um, nothing nothing would happen nothing would get done if if nobody's got anything to do then um there's no more progress right and jimbo's What's saying that? well they would they would they would do whatever they want or they would do um uh things that they always wanted to do right but yeah uh Maybe, but maybe I I yeah, I doubt it's it. It's maybe. Yeah. I I agree that if as hypothetically you you get to you get to the keyless structure society and everybody puts their hands up and be like, "Well, what's the point?" and then just, you know, waste away society collapses cuz everybody's just a heroin addict and or right. whatever. There was I, Have you heard of the famous uh rat experiment? Yeah. Where the the guy made a utopia for rats, yeah, and then the rats just like got bored, stopped breeding, and the whole society yeah. collapsed because they had nothing to do. Cannibalism, yeah, it's everything. Like, yes, it just completely caved. Yeah, I think it's people aren't rats. So that's why, like, maybe maybe we get to a point where uh, the AI can whatever anticipate our every need but maybe then it says okay if i give them well, everything yeah. then society's going to collapse so <laughs> i'm going to yeah, keep so some stuff like back can it provide some menial tasks for us to do to keep us from killing ourselves yeah and then maybe a way of keeping track of the the fulfillment of those tasks right i think for me the biggest hurdle of this thing is that the people in power right now and in the future will have to completely give up that power and become a normie or whatever uh, well, well yeah, see, necessarily be by choice. They could, there could be, uh, like the chief engineer could just publish all the data online and make it open source. And then once it's out there, it's out there maybe, or to varying degrees to that end. But once eventually there'll be like a, a point of no return is what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, and, and whatever, uh, power concentrates and then it dissolves right i mean back in roman uh empire there was there was one guy in charge basically of all of europe and then it then it got dissolved to like the, the dark ages happened and everybody there was just a whole bunch of warlords and then power gets concentrated again then it dissolves right and so right, right now we're in a period of power concentration but it, it could yeah. easily dissolve again tomorrow too and it, it, like there it probably are i don't think it'll get to a point where there's no um whatever ceos or or leaders or anything like that but it could dissolve if things get to a point where automation or whatever it, it satisfies enough people's needs that then it could devolve quite a bit right to something else yeah and it, i'm not saying there won't be any like leaders Right. Because each each 
each of the needs that we be, would be fulfilled by the keyless structure would need like a group of people overseeing and doing the work to maintain the systems, right? And they would be, uh, well, they wouldn't necessarily have power over people, but they would be like revered. They would be like celebrities. They would be the uh, teaching other people how to do it. They, it would be like a apprenticeship thing where you eventually you'd you'd get to the highest point and then retire and then you got to train the next generation to do it as well and improve upon what you've done yeah exactly so imagine but, you're running a kilo structure who do you cast as mario in the mario movie <laughs> uh, well see you see i could just uh, tell the ai uh, uh, make mario yeah it's ma- animated well, anyway <laughs> Well, then that that's a cop-out answer. Uh, I would say um, Betty nobody, White. because I'd rather make a different movie. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's a fair question. That's a fair answer. Um, yeah. We're, yeah. We're, we're, Jimbo and I disagree more, and we, this is, we have a whole other podcast about this, is where he thinks that... Um, well, money money will no longer exist, and I don't yeah. share that opinion. Yeah, I don't think that's ever going to happen. Um, because there, people will always need to trade with each other. They'll always need to, uh, some form of a status thing, transactional too, ease, and and so whatever. Maybe it's not money like how we think of it now, but it's got it'll be some yeah. form of even that, even right? like James said, if you want to decorate your apartment, and there's there's a forest in the structure you can go to. But what if, like, the structure, like, in India has, like, a certain kind of, like, wood that you want? Like, it'd be a prestige thing to have that wood, but you wouldn't just get it for free. I think there'd be a cost associated with going there and bringing it back, if not harvesting itself, right? There's always going to be status and, you know, material desires and wants. Hmm. Uh, that's an interesting concept. See, like, I'm so, like, anti-fashion. Yeah. <laughs> like, that I, I would just, I never would have thought of that. Well, it's not even just, like, so, fashion. Like, I want Indian wood to yeah. decorate my apartment. Well, you, 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 you know, <laughs> you're being a little condescending about it, but I get it. It's like, what if, there's, what, if, what if there's an artist in, like, the Antarctic Dome, and he makes fantastic, beautiful art, and you want a piece of okay. that art, right? Okay. Like... There's going to be a cost associated with like, getting it and bringing it back, and then your neighbors are like, "Whoa, he covered up that beige wall with that cool art." And then, and then he would, you know what, you know what, Jimbo's answer is: someone take a picture of that art and mass produce it, yeah, and now the, everybody has that art. The AI would be like, "I can do that too." Yeah. Well, I, w- I wouldn't say the AI could. Like, even though the AI may be able to make art, it still wouldn't be like authentically made by yeah. a human being, which yeah. has its own value, at least. In art, yeah, I, I, um, I just think people will always. If you want the authentic, like original piece by the artist, uh, I don't know what to tell you. you that's the human nature. That's just outside of the realm of possibility, unless you like know the guy, and he'll be like, you know what, my apartment's filling up with all this art. You want some? Yeah, but like, it's just an example. Like I so said, the tree, you want a certain wood. You want a certain stone. You want a certain pet. Like people always want and desire something, and the people want to be unique and stand out. You know, they don't want to be just one of the group. 
Which, mm. I, like I said, I, I jokingly was like, you come out of your same apartment in your same clothes, and you and your same neighbors all go to the same movie. <laughs> and afterwards, you go to the same restaurant, and you all get the same drinks. And it's like, well, no, no one does that. You people are all, like, by default individuals. It would take a horrific, overbearing force to make people just be all the same somehow, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Like, Dylan has an example of, well, what if I want burgers, right? There would, like, you could, you could, there would be, like, open spaces available for people to just have a restaurant, a, a quote, restaurant where you just you make the food you want to make and like that's that's your little dream you've got your cafe you put on your little apron and you pour the coffee or whatever and then i don't know that's just what you want to do and people like go into restaurants and there'd be a million people like you or a thousand or however many people that make it have enough variety that people don't get sick of going to the same uh, cafe or restaurant right yeah, but what if everybody on my kilo structure floor likes my food? Now I there's lines backed up. Now I have a I have a commodity that I can and you're you know, busy and trade for the, you know. Yeah, I can trade I can trade my delicious burgers for uh, Bandit's unique art, right? Yeah. All of a sudden you're at a barter system which is a precursor to money. Yeah. You've just reinvented Earth. <laughs> well, no, because let's say barter emerges and then is subsequently replaced by money. As long as everybody's needs are met, then it's not like we're back at square one. That's a false assertion, I would say. So I've got you on my side then, finally. No. Well, no, because I would say people... Like, maybe for the creatives, there would be, like, a, a club where they get together and, like, trade shit or secrets or, you know, techniques or products. But that's, like, the 1% of people who actually have anything. I think have anything underestimating do. that. Like, you're saying well, it's just then if, if I'm not, that's still good. If, if everybody's fulfilling their dreams and doing what they want to do, then that's good. Right and and to say that oh well what's the point if I can't trade it is dumb because all your needs are met you don't need money like your needs are met maybe you want Indian wood but then that could be the thing you do you travel like and travel would also be free right maybe it's not direct but there'd be trains and airplanes and whatnot to get you to the Indian kilo structure and then you go find a fucking tree, cut it down, plane it, ship it back, and then you show your neighbors, hey, check out my hardwood floors. I, I went on a journey. I discovered myself <laughs> to make this floor. <laughs> Similarly, like... Well, what, the, if, what if I want to pay someone to install it for me? Well, then fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What if what if there what would if you be... were born with like a disease and you like aren't physically strong? You you can't like grab things well. 
well, as I said, people will never be equal, but also there would be like robot butlers and shit by this point. Who's making you... all this? What? If no one's working, how was everything getting made and run and fueled and operated? Uh, well, the maintenance and the creation of new things would be done by people inspired to do that as well, also for free, just like how Dylan wants to have his burger restaurant. You want to be a painter. There's other people who really care about robotics and uh, power distribution and water, whatnot, and making movies and, and what and everything. People have uh, infinitely varied interests. So it's predicated on the thing that like the person fueling the plane is fueling it because that's their passion? Uh, hypothetically, but there wouldn't be fuel as we know it. I mean, something has to power them. <laughs> yeah, like electricity, <laughs> nuclear power. Okay, so the wind. person building and installing the solar panels is doing it just because they love solar panels? Well, no, they're, nobody is building a solar panel, just like nobody now is building a solar panel. It's made by a robot in a factory. And then just the next step is the install is also done by, like, robots. But, like, robots require maintenance in real life. There are workers yes. who, are, like, maintain the robots. Yes. We'll do that but for that's... the love of robots. Yeah, do, they, do they love Yes, they'll Greece? do that for the love of robots, because knowing <laughs> that one hour of work on this robot equates to, like, a decade of production. But if everything is manufactured, you need, like, a fleet of people just to take care of the robots that are doing everything yeah. for you. A, a fleet, as opposed to an entire society built around the distribution of money. Well, how about if nobody wants to, yeah. uh, I don't whatever, want to service that robot for that particular month or whatever? Everybody's gathering their Indian wood. Yeah, everyone's uh, <laughs> riding elephants. If nobody wants to service that robot, then the consequences of that robot being unserviced will be felt by the community until the need is so great that somebody steps up and does it. Somebody so just learns robotics. from. They go from doing nothing for the past whatever 20 years to learning robotics uh so it's like right well, now people are incentivized to work to get money to live you're right. just removing the money you're incentivized right. to work to live uh no <laughs> you're incentivized to do what you want and then hopefully <laughs> but you want to live outcome, things <laughs> so you gotta work on the robot everything works like so we're back at this at the idea of just what if everybody just decides to be a heroin addict and sit around on the rocks all day to watch society fall apart. Yes, yeah. So that's I'm basically that's basically that, my point. That is the Achilles one of the Achilles heel of kilostructurism. It relies on people doing things every or at least 1% of people having the gumption to get stuff done. Yeah. Like I said, I think the 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 closest thing we have here is that failed rat utopia, and that's pretty. Uh, you said we're not rats, but we're not that different, really. We get bored. Uh, we're pretty different. We stop doing. Stuff. And I would say there are other examples, like uh, in what's that town just north of here where they did that uh, universal basic income experiment. Well, they did it. They did it in Ontario, but yeah, they did it in a couple places, and I've heard mixed sort of. People seem to interpret that data differently, but I think it was a. It showed that people can 
sort of at least get universal basic income and shit doesn't just fall apart. In fact, that things get improved. Now, universal basic income is a long way from what you're yeah. saying. Yes. Yeah. I, 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 but so is a uh, rats. I mean, in a box. the difference is they're rats. They were given plenty of space, plenty of food, plenty of water, plenty of entertainment. Well, and they, they were given a bizarre and artificial environment that really did not have all that much space. They just had like infinite food and water and whatnot. And then the the idea that their social needs were met by the population. It's not like they released these rats in like a field. They I mean, were in a, an artificially constructed, like weird multi-tiered, like a kilo thing. structure, a weird yeah. multi-tiered unnatural <laughs> thing people don't belong in. Yes, but the, the, the difference is that you're not locked into a kilo structure. You, you can leave. Have, are free to come and go as you please, and tr- like walk around, go on hikes, go on a canoe, pick your vegetables, pick up a fucking iguana off the ground, break its neck, skin it, and eat it for supper. These people have a lot of skills. Well, yes, that's also another thing. Is like, you wouldn't be just free from the moment you're born. Like you would, like school would basically be mandatory up to a point, as determined by the kilo structure. God, uh, and then each one would be different. So you think... No, it, it would. There would be like democracy or like whatever worked worked, and then you copy your neighbors that is doing better than you. So you think that people are going to go teach? like small children without compensation because they love it uh yeah because that happens now teachers are terribly paid yes they are they're paid fine but they do it for the love of uh i don't know for the love of money but they could get a better paid job and not teach like they can teaching is a uh, I should, I teaching is a passion. they also they also get summers off too when they go out there teaching is kind of a gravy job like you said, you get summers off. Like you do the same coursework every year. Well, coffee paste. Actually, I always like being a kid in school. I always thought, "Damn, I never want to be a teacher." Well, yeah, because boy, nobody, does this look like it sucks. Nobody, nobody would want to be a teacher. No, lots of people do because they are there are teachers. If Some people's was... brains are just wired in that way. I just I don't think if there was no compensation tied to it, it wouldn't stick around. You do a couple years ago, fuck that. Like there done. is, sorry. Is you, and you do you do a couple years and you be like I can't do it anymore. There's no reason to be doing it. Yeah, you don't have to do it forever. But there is compensation. There's there's the the little the smiles of the little <laughs> kids that they as they look up to you as seeing them grow up and become the water baron and you'd be like brings a tear to your eye because I taught little Timmy all about the water cycle. You gotta stop saying Mr. Nestle is in there doing good. Okay. <laughs> anyway, the crux of the disagreement seems to be you are optimistic in people and what people's natures are. And yeah. myself and Lil D are not as much. <laughs> Little D. <laughs> he said he didn't want to be big yes. at the beginning. So. <laughs> That's the conclusion uh, we came to last time as well. Yeah. But I think it's a fun discussion if you just if you guys if if you I like this sort of back and forth, and then it's a fun devil's advocate thing to mm-hmm. you know think about. Yeah. Yeah. Like see, I. The reason why I think Jimbo uh, 
Yeah, it's okay. not so much that he's optimistic, it's he wants to live in this world. Naive. Well, not even that. He wants to live in a world where uh, he doesn't have to get a job or... <laughs> he just grows mushrooms. Grows mushrooms. <laughs> <laughs> See other people. Damn the logistics. Every... <laughs> pay, pay money for food. Uh... That kind of thing. Well, yeah, there's that. Uh, like, I, I doesn't would have to, to my... <laughs> doesn't have to see uh, uh, worry about fashion or see uh, an ad. No Indian glossy here. glossy hair. It's <laughs> yeah. So, I I was actually thinking about that the other day, and so Karl or yeah Karl Marx famously was like an aristocrat that never had to work a day in his life and that apparently seemed to inform his ideas on communism mm -hmm. right so i'd like to think i'm you know not karl marx <laughs> and that i'm 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 authentically looking at the present projecting into the future and coming up with my conclusions that way, as opposed to working backwards from my conclusions, being like, well, wouldn't it be great if everybody was a loser like me? <laughs> <laughs> know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I know what you're saying. No. Did you say you don't? I, I said I do, but I don't oh, know okay. if it's successful. Well, I, I like to be optimistic. <laughs> Okay, well, we're at an hour 15, so. Um, any uh, closing uh, arguments, you, get, you fellas? When I, when you, when you told uh, me about the boat, or you, when you said you were going to talk about the boat, I was thinking about a different boat, like the no, boat you were going to live on. <laughs> oh, um, the, but the I, floating island. The float, yeah, the floating house in the ocean. But we'll we can talk about that on a yeah, future yeah. episode. Um, I, uh, I've pretty much abandoned that idea. Yeah. My my last point against the uh, the kilo structures is I think that concentrating people in one location that densely is going to make it way too easy for the alien invaders to wipe humanity out. I think our greatest yeah, that's also what I was... war is being spread out right. I was thinking about that too. Like, what happens if you, yeah. if it gets nuked? Yeah, one of them. Or what happens if, the, if it, for whatever yeah. reason, the thing starts falling apart? To evacuate three hundred thousand people would be uh, a nightmare. Yeah, like, what if Kilo Dome mm -hmm. fourteen decides that blue is the best color, and they tell the other ones that blue is the best color, and then the, the neighbors like, no, fuck you, it's green. We talking about? And then that, that escalates to nuclear war, and all of a sudden, think... you know. <laughs> There was a Dr. Seuss spoke about that the the better butter battle or whatever where the if you put your if you butter your toast butter side down you are the ubermensch. Butter hmm. side down. Yeah, as opposed to butter side up. How would you butter? Another time. It's Dr. Seuss. <laughs> another time. I'm like, how the fuck would you butter toast butter side yes. down? <laughs> I, I need another hour to get into the nuances of the better butter, butter, better butter battle as uh, envisioned by Dr. Like, Seuss. I recall there and stuff in that book, but I, yeah. I haven't thought about stuff Well, that was, the, that was what it was all about. Yeah. Is the difference, the disagreement was how to butter your toast. How do you butter side... Anyways, uh, 
All right. <laughs> well, I gotta go. Nighty night, uh, Jimbo. Uh, kilo structure. Ho. Oh, this, right. We need a new exit. Calling it podcasting. The kilo structure yeah, power. Utopia hour. cometh, and to you as well, brother, comrade. And, and also with you. Yes. Okay, bye. Uh, okay, bye. Yeah, it's, yeah. Yeah. <laughs>